the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, senior pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is, What It Takes to Grow Spiritually. What It Takes to Grow Spiritually. Our life on this planet is not an accident. We were made for purpose. God designed us to do something significant in this world. Before we can become anything God wants us to be, we have to grow spiritually. Our life in Christ begins with a spiritual birth. But after spiritual birth, there needs to come spiritual growth. The story told by Jesus, or the parable told by Jesus about the sower and the seed, illustrates three common barriers that keep us from growing spiritually. He also gave us three keys to growing to our full potential. Jesus says there is a farmer that goes out to sow seed, and as he throws the seed out, it falls on four different kinds of soil. These represent different responses to God. In interpreting the story for his audience, Jesus said the farmer in the story represents God, and the seed represents the word of God. The soil represents our attitude, our responsiveness to what God wants us to do. So Jesus says, if you want to grow spiritually, and if I want to grow spiritually, then I must be, first, I must be receptive to God. I must be receptive to God. I must want to grow. I must be ready to grow. I must be spiritually receptive. The primary reason people don't grow is that they don't want to grow. They are spiritually unresponsive. There are thousands of people within walking distance of a church in our community who don't show any kind of spiritual receptiveness to God. Jesus says this is like the first kind of soil. In Luke 8, 5, uh, Jesus says, A farmer went out to plant his seed. As he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath, where it was stepped on, and the birds ate it. And then in verse 12, he gives the meaning. It says, the seed 
that fell on the footpath represented those who hear the message, only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. On every farm, there are footpaths where the farmer walks as he tends to his crops. Because he walks over the footpath again and again so many times, the soil gets compacted. And there are two things true of a footpath. One, it is very hard, and two, it is narrow. And a lot of people's minds are like that. Their minds are hard. They have a hardening of attitude. Uh, They say something like, don't confuse me with the truth. I have my mind made up. They are closed-minded, and they are narrow-minded. And when the seed gets thrown on this kind of hard-packed soil, it doesn't even have a chance to penetrate. The birds come along and eat it before it can take root because it just lays on the surface and doesn't get a chance to sprout. Jesus says sometimes we are like this. We never give God a chance in our lives. We don't even give him the opportunity to work. We don't give God the chance to answer prayer because some of us don't even pray. When our minds are closed and our hearts are hard and we are unwilling to listen, there isn't going to be any spiritual growth. The hardened path represents a closed mind. So the question then is, what causes people to close their minds to God? Why is it when sometimes you bring up the issue of God, people uh, will say, wait a minute, I don't want to talk about that. You can just see the curtain coming down, the doors slamming shut, the mind shutting down, and the heart closing up. So what causes people to be so defensive when you start talking about God? Why are they that way? It's one of three reasons. The first reason is people close their minds to God for fear, because they fear God. Obviously, if you are afraid of God, you are not going to want to get close to him. And if you are afraid of God, it's obvious you are going to have a closed mind and you are going to harden your heart because you really don't know what God is like. But the second reason people close their minds to God is bitterness. They're bitter about something that happened in their past. They're thinking, God, why did you allow this to happen? Why did I have to lose my child, my parent, my spouse, brother, or sister? They could have been hurt also by Christians, which left them bitter. Maybe some were hurt in their church by some self-righteous, judgmental, or hypocritical person who was trying to hold them to a standard that even they themselves couldn't keep. And so 
people say that if this is Christianity, if this, this is what God is like, then no thanks, I don't, I don't want it. There's no way you're going to grow spiritually if you hold resentment in your heart toward others or towards God. You cannot grow and have bitterness at the same time. So you're thinking, why did God allow this to happen? No, I don't know why. Things happen in our lives. But I do know that when we get to heaven, we are going to find some answers. But let me let you think about this. Never let another person get between you and God and keep you from growing spiritually. Now, the third reason people close their minds to God is pride. Sometimes we just don't think we need God. We think, I can handle it, I can figure it out, I cause these problems, I can resolve them. As a result, if I don't think I need God, or if I'm afraid of God, or if I'm angry at God, it's obvious I'm not going to be receptive to God. So here's the problem. Nothing can grow in an unreceptive, hard heart and closed mind. So if you want to grow, you first have to say, God, help me to be receptive to you and to what you're saying. But the second thing is, I must be resolved to grow. If you want to grow, then you have to be resolved to grow. That means I have to make a decision. I have to make a commitment. I have to accept responsibility for my own spiritual growth. If you don't get anything else today, get this. Spiritual growth or spiritual maturity is a choice. You are as close to God as you want to be. Don't blame anybody else for your lack of spiritual growth. It is not God's fault. If you feel far from God, guess who moved? God did not move. You're the one who moved. So you cannot blame your husband or your wife or your parents or, or your children or someone who may have hurt you. If you're not spiritually mature, it's because you have chosen not to be spiritually mature. If you want to grow, then you must resolve to grow. Without resolution, without commitment, you are never going to grow spiritually. You will simply live a shallow, superficial life. And Jesus tells us what the second kind of soil represents in, in verse 6. He said, All the seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. This seed began to grow, but soon it withered and died for lack of moisture. What is Jesus talking about here? So you need to understand the nation of Israel and the type of land it is. In most of the country, you have a thin layer of topsoil on a bedrock of limestone. As a result, when uh, they plant things there, they uh, will grow to a certain depth, but the bedrock prevents uh, the roots from going deeply. And when the desert winds and the summer heat comes, they wilt unless they are continually watered and irrigated. And this is one of the 
fascinating things that I observed when I was in Israel. The way they irrigated their plants, they did not just put on a sprinkler to, to sprinkle the whole area. They put a, a small thing at the root of each plant, and it waters that plant by itself. So the, every, the other areas around don't get watered, but the plant gets watered. And so uh, even though there are desert-like conditions in, in Israel, you'll find a lot of green, plush gardens and, and, and um, vegetation. So Jesus is saying that a lot of people are like, are like this. Look at verse 13. It says the... The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while, then they fall away when they face temptation. Jesus is saying that the shallow soil represents a superficial commitment. Hard soil represents a closed mind. But notice he says, they hear the message with joy. Have you ever become excited when you heard a sermon that really touched you? Sure you have, and maybe a tear might have come to your eye. But you walk out the door of the church and never did anything about what you heard. It was moving emotionally, but you did not grow by what you heard. It's in order to grow spiritually, it has to be more than just a feeling. Feelings come and go. Sometimes you wake up in the morning and you feel great and you can move the world. Another time you um, just want to stay in bed. You, you just don't feel right. So you can't depend on your feelings all the time. You have to be able to, to do what you have to do in spite of your feelings. Studies have shown that we'll remember only about 5% of what we hear after 72 hours. That means by Wednesday, you have forgotten 95% of what you heard today. Because it's not easy to remember what is heard. In fact, all you need to do is to think about what I preached last Sunday, and I'm sure that you can't um, uh, remember a whole lot of, a lot of that. Uh, and this is one of the reasons why I started uh, placing an outline uh, in the bulletin each week with the scriptures. Uh, this has been going on since 2004, so that you can take it home, read it, again, talk to a friend about it, and even send the outline to, to people across the country that you, you want to uh, communicate with. James 1.22 says, Don't only hear the message but put it into practice. Otherwise, you are merely deluding yourselves. So how can we move beyond the desire to grow spiritually to actually growing? You have to make some commitments. And there are five things I'm going to suggest as commitments that we need to make which will enable us to grow. And the first is that we need to commit to connecting with others. We need to commit to connecting with other people, other Christians. 
You see, when you spend time around other Christians who want to grow spiritually, you begin to become like those with whom you spend most of your time. Hang around people who are growing spiritually, and it will help you to grow. As the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. The encouragement of other Christians is a big factor in our growth. But the second thing is commit to building spiritual habits. Commit to building spiritual habits, which is prayer and, um, and Bible study in particular. They are spiritual habits which require a commitment. They do not come naturally to us. You have to make a commitment to read the Word of God and to pray on a daily basis, or it will not happen. And you know how, how much um, you have struggled over the years uh, with um, reading the Scriptures in a daily manner and, and talking to the Lord. Uh, sometimes, even though we know that we need to talk to the Lord, uh, there are weeks that go by that we really don't have an intimate um, connection with God. But the third thing is, in order to grow, you need to commit to using your talents to help somebody else. You need to commit to using your talents to help somebody else. So when we do that, not only are the people that we help encouraged, but we also grow in the process. And number four, you need to commit to sharing your faith. In other words, to tell people the good news about what God has done in your life. Some of you are here today because somebody invited you. They wanted you to hear the good news about what has been happening to them. And when you take the good news and share it with somebody else, it amplifies it in your life. And so you find yourself growing, being more excited about your faith in Jesus Christ. And then lastly, you need to commit to fulfilling your purpose. See, the reason God put us here on this earth is to bring glory to him and to make a difference in the world. Make these commitments and you will see that spiritual growth will start taking place. If you are going to grow, you must first be receptive to God and then, second, you must be resolved to grow. And then the third step you need to take, if you want to grow, is uh, we must be, be resolved to avoid distractions. Your most important objective in life is to grow spiritually. It's not just to work. It's not just to make money, but to grow spiritually, because work and money will only be for a little while but you are going to spend eternity in the presence of God, and he wants to get you to the place that when you get to heaven, you can certainly enjoy it and, uh, and relate to what's going on. You see, once you know Jesus Christ, it's more important in your life than anything else. It's the very reason he has placed you here on this earth. He placed us here to get to know him, to develop a relationship with him and to grow spiritually and become what he meant for us to be. If you miss this, then you have wasted your life. We are talking about 
no small matter today. It is the most important thing in your life after you have come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because of that, there are all kinds of distractions that you have to face. The devil will think up all kinds of things to keep you from growing spiritually. He will do things to get you off track, and there are lots of things that uh, can steal your focus. There are lots of problems and events that can waste your time and energy and dampen your enthusiasm for growing spiritually. And so the Bible calls these distractions weeds. Weeds grow up in your life and begin to choke out the spiritual growth so you don't have any vitality to get to know and, and appreciate God. Jesus says the third type of soil represents this barrier uh, to growth. Note the word choked in verse 7 and uh, crowded out in verse 14. You see, the third barrier that keeps us from growing spiritually is an overcrowded life. When I get so many things going in my life that crowd out God, it chokes out my spiritual vitality. Why are there so many people who live unproductive lives, an overcrowded life? Why are there so many Christians who never grow to maturity, an overcrowded life? Jesus says we get weeds in our lives. So what is a weed? A weed is anything that crowds out God. It could be a good thing. It could be my family, my career, my hobby, uh, the programs that I love to watch on television. We can get so distracted by the concerns and the plans and the worries and the activities that we don't grow. Why? Because we don't have time for God. We don't have time to pray or to talk, talk to God. We don't have time to sit down and, and for a little while and just read his word and allow it to seep into our spirits. We don't have time uh, to go to a prayer meeting or a Bible study uh, during the week because we're just so busy. We have taken second-class things and put them in first place in our life. Some of you used to be really close to God. You were on fire and there was a passion and a joy and enthusiasm in your life. And you really felt close to God. But you don't feel that way anymore. Those fires have gone down and your life has become a kind of routine. The joy just isn't there anymore. Why overcrowding? So Jesus in James 14 points out three kinds, three kinds of weeds. Cares, that's the cares of life, the problems, pressures, and worries of life. Riches, that is, you can be so busy making money that you don't have time for spiritual growth or even for God. And pleasures, you can be so busy having fun that you forget God altogether. And so when you ask someone to do something or ask them if they are going to be in church or in Bible study, they said, oh, no, I don't have time. I'm going to the golf course. I'm going to the movies. I'm going to a party. I'm going to a baseball or football game. So what do you do with weeds? You uproot them. You eliminate them. 
you get rid of them. So the question is, what's in your life that needs to be uprooted today? What needs to be eradicated from your schedule? Ask yourself that, this question. What one thing I need to stop doing so that I can have more time for God and to grow spiritually? What is there in my life that is pulling me away from God? You see, if we aren't ruthless in eliminating distractions, we will end up wasting our lives. And so which of these barriers have caused you to stop growing? A closed mind, a superficial commitment, or an overcrowded life? What we're talking about today is of great importance. First, we need to cultivate an open attitude towards God. And say, God, I'm receptive. Anytime, anywhere, anything you want to do in my life, I'm open. I trust you. I know you want what's good for my life. So whatever you want to do in my life, go ahead, you have my permission. And secondly, uh, make a commitment, a decision, and say, I'm going to grow. I'm going to do whatever it takes to grow. You see, God desires us as children to grow to be like Jesus Christ. Regardless of the burdens we must bear, regardless of the temptations we must resist, regardless of the trials we must face, the problems we must solve, the situations we must deal with, the hardships we must encounter, the jobs we must labor at, the condition of the stock market or the things that are happening today, uh, with the virus, regardless of the pain we suffer, God wants us to grow because it's in the midst of all of these situations that we grow. Not when everything is going well, but when things are a challenge to you and life becomes difficult, that's the time that you grow spiritually. Not when everything is going well. You don't grow there then. With spiritual growth, comes joy that is unspeakable, peace that passes all human understanding, assurance that God is in control, renewed strength for the journey ahead, hope for each and every tomorrow, and confidence that everything will turn out all right. And so the hymn writer says, I am thine, O Lord, I have heard thy voice. And it told thy love to me, but I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org 
And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.